Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Podcast Network Asia. What's going on? This is Xavier Woods, aka Austin Creed. Welcome to the big time. Hello, WWE Universe in the Philippines. This is Charlotte. You know your damn role and shut your damn mouth. Hey everyone, this is Jeff Cobb. I have to finish the we are pretty deadly. Yes, boy. Yes, boy. Hello, my name is Ilya Dragunov, the star. Bang, the sniper is shooting you down. This is TMDK's Robbie Eagles, and you are listening to the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. Watching and listening to the longest running weekly episodic Filipino wrestling podcast. This is the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. Stan C, Romaran, and Emil ASH checking in on a Monday night. Very uncharacteristic of the podcast because normally that uh, this is when we do our picks of the week episode, but we're trying something new as always. We're innovating here on the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. So if you're watching us on TikTok right now, uh, thank you very much for joining us. We'd really like to engage more with our TikTok followers. So thank you for spending your Monday night with us. Uh, we're here to talk about our favorite matches or anything wrestling related that we really like. That's why we call this episode the weekly Picks of the Week special. So normally, again, audio only, we don't normally do video, but uh, we're here. We're, we're trying stuff out. Uh, let's also thank Babyface producer Jasper, who's at the controls. He's backstage. He is one of us. He's our people. And he's the one making sure that all systems are firing in the right direction here on the internet. Uh, thank you very much sa mga nanonood sa Facebook, sa TikTok, yung ibang mga usuals natin. They're actually watching and listening right now. So thank you for joining us uh, right here, wherever you're catching us. Uh, Anton saying in the comments of Facebook, Picks of the Week on a Monday. I'm in heaven. Wow, thank you. Uh, it's nice to know that you guys actually look forward to the stuff we do uh, on a Monday. Yes, sir. Emil, uh, let's start with you here. I'm going to ask you about your SummerSlam viewing experience because you were there and you were telling us before we went on na uh, kayo ni Rowan ASH from all the marking out. Oh, no. Hindi ako namaos. It was only Rowan. And I was actually surprised when he said na nawalan siya ng bosses because as far as I can remember, I didn't really scream and mark out like I did nung, nung WrestleMania. And without that was two days, he thought this was only one day. And I was surprised when he said that. You know, like, but it, it's Rowan. That's how he enjoys his wrestling, I guess. But I've learned my lesson in WrestleMania to um, not, I didn't say not go overboard, but, you know, uh, since uh, ginagamit natin yung bosses natin for our, for the podcast and also for my work. So I smartened up 
and uh, I just marked out the right amount, I guess. But it, it still, it was so much fun being there at Skinny Mike's with with all of our podcast, with all our other wrestling fans around uh, the metro, and uh, you know that was a hell hell of a, a hell of a PLE. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just saying hey to everyone because uh, this is new. Some people are saying this is new and they like this. What's up, JK and TikTok? Uh, this is only a test, like um, our uh, deceased friend Andrew Martin. But um, if you want to do this like every Monday, if you got if you guys got the time, uh, if you guys you know are free on eight o'clock or so on a Monday night, then why the fuck not? Right? I don't know if we can commit like every week, but uh, if there is demand, we will. Build it and you will come uh, watch the show. And, uh, um, I mean, the more time we get to spend with each other, uh, the better, which is why uh, we had so much fun spending time with you yesterday on uh, at our SummerSlam viewing party over at Skinny Mike's. So, yeah, to everyone who came by, it was really, really different from SummerSlams of old. Like, uh, Emil, you had to be there to see it. Uh, we were running old <laughs> SummerSlam viewing parties. And bar, and it was kind of embarrassing for our friends at Skinny Mike's. But this year, uh, I believe the first full year after the pa- after the emergency of the pandemic, uh, it was really successful. It was our first ever successful SummerSlam because hey, the only successes we've only we've always really had were uh, WrestleMania Royal Rumble, right? So, maraming yeah. maraming uh, salamat to our. Uh, our big man in the sky, Triple H, for uplifting the local economy—not just of, uh, <laughs> not just of Detroit, but also in uh, BGC in Metro Manila. Because you know, we made money. Skinny Mike's made money. Uh, Geek Talk PH made money, and uh, it's all because of the goodwill and uh, and the nice times that Triple H and his regime have, have brought to us. So let's not go back to the old ways before. <laughs> Yeah, maraming salamat. May pangbagong sneakers na ako this month. Less of you. True, true. And you, yeah. the, combined, the combined profits that you got from online selling and, and the door, the yeah. yan, I know. Um, that's good for one new pair from the, from the discount aisle. <laughs> yeah, I just cashed in last night. So I, I know damn well. Uh, thank you as well to our friends from every. Toys and collectibles for providing the Roman Reigns Tribal Chief package that we were so happy to give away to, uh, very coincidentally, a friend of the podcast, Nico Parungo, who took that home after the viewing yeah. party. Uh, no nepotism allegations here. Sobrang random no raffle. I wasn't even there. <laughs> I would have known that Nico actually took it home. So Yeah, uh, see, Dennis, you're going to another So it wasn't me. When, I, yeah. when, when, he, when he told me who the winner was, I was, I was just laughing. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, really good stuff uh, from everybody there. Thank you, by the way, to those who hit me up on Twitter uh, saying that you caught your first match with the Tagalog commentary. Those who were able to experience it uh, at Skinny Mike's. Thank you so much for the love. <laughs> I, I do appreciate it, uh, especially after how tough we had it. Uh, just to yeah. uh, tell everybody on the podcast, um, see Carlo uh, Pamintuan, who is my broadcast partner, is in China right now covering the, the Gilas Pilipinas training camp. So... Uh, he was actually dropping out mid-match through several matches of the show. And then by Tribal Combat, he just dropped out altogether. So I, I Joey Styles, <laughs> that main event, dude. That 35-minute emotional roller coaster, Genoey Styles. And I was basically dead at the end of it. So uh, any appreciation from all of you guys, sobrang, uh, really means a lot to me. 
And that's why I posted what I posted at the end of the show where I put yeah. on my headset and I was like, I really left it all out there because there was really nothing left to give after that main event. So uh, if ever you have a way to catch SummerSlam with Tagalog commentary, please do because Kami uh, Carlo, we look at it as a labor of love, especially after everything that uh, we went through during that morning trying to bring SummerSlam in Tagalog to everybody. So thank you for that. I, I was gonna make I was make a China Pamora joke, but you know Carlos also making his bag over in China as well. Yeah. So I can't I can't really make jokes about that. But um, you know, also after having called an entire show for four hours, I, I know I know the feels of the physical toll that it can take on your body. Just sitting there, tapos ikaw lang for thirty. Well, most of the show really. So um, it's kind of sad that we didn't get to hear much of the um. Uh, the commentary on on skin at skinny Mike. So uh, I I don't know how um, we can get that out some more, but you know, considering the state of streaming here in the country, um, how Disney Plus doesn't really have it. But you know, we'll find a way. And uh, Shemper, we all appreciate um, your efforts in you know making it accessible to to the local fan base. Yeah, th- uh, thanks guys. I really appreciate it, especially everybody in the comment section now showing love. Thank you guys. Thank you so much. That really means a lot. Um, I'm working on something. Para, para lang you get a taste of what we were able to bring to the table for SummerSlam. Because uh, I, I did so much more than that Maroon Five reference that people seem to love during the Logan Paul Ricochet match. Anyway, uh, we got a lot to talk about for picks of the week. Mamiyan and patron plugs. Uh, let's let's get right into it. Let's start with Chinas pick, which is basically Maven Huffman's YouTube channel, which we already showed love to last week because Rowan picked the first video that went viral, where he was able to uh, rate the WWE superstars he worked with during the ruthless aggression era. So Maven has been working on weekly content, and his latest video, which he dropped uh, this past weekend, was actually about. Uh, how much money he made during his run in the WWE. So I yon even before Chino recommended it. And I actually appreciated the way he explained things. So in explain niya yung difference ng downside guarantee, which we read about a lot, lalo na tayo mga marites sa internet. Uh, ano ba yung ibig sabihin ng downside guarantee kapag wrestler ka? And then anong difference nun dun sa uh, pag, if you're relying on yung mga bonuses. So in explaining pay structure ng WWE contracts and then Kinuwento rin niya, oh, itong year na to, this is how much I made. Itong year na to, medyo tiba-tiba ako kasi involved ako sa mga storylines. Ah, itong year na to, medyo injured ako, so ito lang yung kinita ko that year. So, napaka-relatable, napaka-approachable nung uh, pagkaka-explain niya. And then, wala, ano rin siya, entertaining din siya kasi 11-12 minutes na, you know, it, it's just maven in front of the camera, pero he, he was able to edit and structure it in such a way na hindi mo mararamdaman na siya lang yung nagsasalita for 11-12 minutes. Yeah, uh, maven, um, maven was kind of like a, a, the butt of many jokes after his run in the 2000s. And, you know, because uh, he's largely kept out of the spotlight and in wrestling. So, you know, people don't really remember him too fondly unless you were like a fan in 2002 and 2000, up to, up to 2004, I guess. But um, I, I didn't see his other work, but you know, going by his work on the uh, Ruthless Aggression era stars that he wrestled, he's, he's good. He's a pretty good uh, talking head. He is actually decent as a talker. Um, they didn't really get to show much of that because they focused on the physical athleticism, yeah, which is actually pretty good. If you guys haven't seen Maven in his peak, <laughs> please go catch that because hey, you're missing out. Um, at one point, you know, before Okada was even a thing, and before uh, you know, Randy Orton became super popular. He was like uh, the best dropkick in the game and on TV, on mainstream TV. So you guys go, should go catch that. And um, 
with his current work, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he trabajo with a wrestling company any sometime soon. Like, um, if they need an analyst for the for their show, for the TV show, if they need a commentator or something, I think he uh, could make a. Uh, a lot of money doing that because he he knows what he's talking about. He's Nisha awkward makes it that. I don't know if it. I don't know how much of that is due to editing, but you know everything seems to flow smoothly. And uh, if you haven't seen it yet, please go catch it because especially for those who um, want to learn more about the wrestling business. Like I know I used to do a lot of these similar videos um, on TikTok, which we're on streaming right now live. Hello TikTok. But uh, I, I largely stepped away from that because I didn't want to show my face anymore on TikTok videos. But uh, Maven is really, really good at it. So uh, if you want to learn more all about that, because I, I learned this stuff, the, the stuff that he was reading, uh, the stuff that he's saying on dirt sheets and young snippets of interviews of that. Right? And sometimes, nung nung podcast, I learned that stuff from podcasts. But uh, going by the topic, the contents of his videos, um, he's doing a lot better. Uh, job explaining all that stuff to wrestling fans who might not know uh, all about that. Yeah, generally bobo proof she. So good job yeah. din si Maven kasi inga napaka approachable nung content niya. Ikaw Emil, may bago ka pang may bago ka bang napulot from the videos? Um I just learned uh thing again, more information about, you know, the business, the wrestling business and how wrestlers are getting paid and then uh, I just want to say that it's very refreshing. Nah, there's a there's a former wrestler who went to, to the YouTuber route because the the common trend is uh, podcast. You know, you got these old wrestlers, uh, these retired wrestlers who would always venture into podcasting. So, uh, na refreshing na there's someone who took this another avenue and na and na enjoy ko naman siya, na enjoy din naman siya ng mga wrestling fans who are very interested in that side uh, you know that side of the business and for also those wrestling fans yung mga dating wrestling fans who laps wrestling fans who um may have seen Maven before and now he's on a spotlight again with his uh, YouTube channel that his gen i know uh might as well uh, throw this out for a you know quote unquote pick of the week go watch Team Orton versus Team Evolution from Survivor Series yeah. 2004. Uh, if you don't have the network, you don't have a way. But <laughs> if you do, please go catch it. And <laughs> uh, are we are we done with this? Like, uh, um, yeah, yeah. You guys got any more? Yeah. Uh, before we move on to our next pick, I just wanted to shout out our friend Troy Gonzalez of the Turning Heel Troy Yo. Gonzalez podcast. Uh, please go listen to his latest episode because he interviews Camille Brickhouse of the NWA uh, former women NWA Women's Champion. Um, yeah, current parent. Current parent. I know. Yes. I thought they had a different women's champion. All right, so uh, I would not surprised because uh, she's that good and. Um, uh, I've been a fan of Camille since her silent, <laughs> silent rage days. I remember the pandemic. that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, bodyguarding uh, all this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. And now I'm super jealous of Troy. So please go listen to his podcast, guys. Yeah, uh, let's put that over. Let's also say hi to Babyface producer Nikai, if you remember her, if you were a listener of the podcast through the height of the lockdown. Uh, thank you so much for joining us, Nikai. We love you and miss you here on the pod, but we know you're on to better things in the world uh-huh. of podcasting and content in the Philippines. So, umaasenso naman tayo dito sa Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. Uh-huh. She got the rub from us, brother. <laughs> Rocket strap. Yeah. Rocket strap, Nikai. <laughs> 
Uh, okay, so so that, na may Monday yeah. live stream. Yeah, we're trying something new here. I'll let Ro explain it for those who just joined us. No, we're not trying something new here on the on the day, but we're trying. Uh, we're, this is actually a test for our, our TikTok stream because we've just discovered how to do a live stream on TikTok. Finally, after after a couple of years of being on TikTok, after fifteen thousand point eight followers uh, on TikTok, we finally figured it out, and they finally let us do it from from desktop. So, okay, nito. But, siempre. If you guys have the time on a Monday, if you guys have the time on a Monday night, then we can always do this. Or a Tuesday night, we can always do this. Um, you know, just got to say the word. Uh, we'll, we'll do it for cloud. We'll do it for the cloud. Yeah. Uh, also, a lot of you guys are commenting. Like, this is way more uh, individual commenters than we normally have on the Thursday live stream. So, uh, clearly, not announcing this shit is actually working. <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> All right, we're, we're like Let's... we're like you know we're like uh, a WWE card. Uh, well, you only only find out the matter at the beginning of the show. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's go to my pick of the week, which was the Cody Rhodes documentary that they dropped on Peacock. It's entitled "American Nightmare: Becoming Cody Rhodes," and it's a two-hour film, and it really gets into Cody Rhodes' life. Now, a lot of these things, a lot of the details. Uh, kung napanod mo yung WWE biography episode ni Dusty Rhodes. It, it was there, but see Cody mismo being the focal point of his own documentary, it actually follows this trend of a lot of athletes where they're trying to write their story and get it out there while it hasn't been finished yet. It's funny, no, and I'm using the finish the story joke, but uh, look, look at it this way. Steph Curry just released his own documentary on Apple TV a few weeks ago. And uh, a, a lot of these athletes, Jeremy Lin, 38 at the Garden, is going to drop on HBO Go this week, right? Jeremy Lin isn't retired yet, uh, but a lot of them are following in the footsteps of Michael Jordan when The Last Dance came out. Like, he really reframed uh, sports documentaries. And ang dami mga athletes ngayon na sabi nila, sige, you know, let, let's retell it from our point of view so we can tell our story the way we see it now. And Cody Rhodes is the latest in that long line and probably the first in... Uh, sa mga active WWE wrestlers today. I really like this kasi uh, kumpleto naman, nakwento na, na naman nila yung origin story niya. They even touched on yung amateur days niya when he was a wrestler in uh, in, in Georgia. Maganda pa nga na na-reference nila na si Xavier Woods was actually his rival in high school wrestling. Something that I know from the podcast guestings that Cody and Woods used to do on Talk is Jericho. But the fact that everyone can hear it now in uh, this documentary is great for me. It really popped me. Kinover din nila yung failures ni Cody, whether it was him not being ready for the big stage or yung character or uh, the, the creative not really working in Cody's favor. They explored his relationship with his father, obviously. And then they got into AEW, like the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega were shown. There was footage from BTE. And then Cody Rhodes, without getting too specific, basically admits in the documentary why he left AEW. And he says it was a personal issue. So um, it, it's about as complete of a documentary from Cody Rhodes as you can ask for. And it was a very fun uh, two-hour watch. So uh, if you can find it and the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast patrons know where to find it uh, because we've pointed them in that direction, uh, I suggest you check it out. Uh, again, it's called American Nightmare Becoming Cody Rhodes. All right, sorry, Emil. I'm gonna jump in because people have mentioned the AEW is a secondary promotion uh, comment. That's pretty funny. Um, 
I first, I first saw the headline or the tweet rather of Tony Khan that said, na, uh, you know, na trigger siya and he he all he acted up like a little bro, right? Um, you know, because he, he he got wound up like scrappy dude, right? uh, just because he got called a secondary promotion. But remember what Triple H said. If you if you saw the thing, uh, there's actually like pretty full context of what Triple H said. Because what Triple H said was that Cody's dream was always to win the championship ng WWE the WWE champion not even just the not even just the, the NWA World Heavyweight Championship the big gold belt diba? so that was what Triple H said and in the process he called AEW which is Shampre, the the second home of Cody uh a secondary promotion what Shampre, the context is always that you know the childhood dream was to be at the very top of the wrestling industry and the very top of the wrestling industry will at up to this point, WWE, like, uh, yes, AEW All In can be like the biggest his event in wrestling history. But, Champre, you know, even, no matter how much you want it, no matter how much the underdogs fight for it, Champre, uh, the perception will always be right now, maybe one day it's going to change. Because, you know, Roman Empire didn't, you know, live forever, right? So, right now, WWE is still the top. Uh, the top place in the game, diba? So, yun yung sinabi niya, yun yung dahilan kung bakit niya sinabing, uh, Cody wanted to win uh, the championship of WWE and not a secondary promotion. Yes, it's insulting, yes, but, you know, nobody nobody grew up in the 80s and 90s thinking, uh, oh, I wanted to be, I want to be the world champion of a company I'm gonna build myself. <laughs> no, like, it's like what I said before, um, uh, I, I mentioned this before once in a po- on an episode. Like nobody grows up to be, or well, very few people grow up wanting to become a wrestler and then wanting to be a champion of TNA or Ring of Honor. Maybe New Japan if you live in Japan, right? But you know, for the most part, if you're in the West, then y- you your target will always be WWE. Maybe even when WCW was around, your target will always be WWE, right? So, kaya uh, even though. Yeah, Shempre, Tony Khan. I get it. You don't want to. You don't want to take that comment lying down. But when you really grasp the full context, ng sinabi niya, parang okay, you're overreacting. Because you you did not build Rome in a day either, right? You weren't here for like what forty years, More, almost fifty years, right? So that's 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 hilarious to me, and kind of goes to show you what kind of person. And businessman Tony Khan is, but uh, I don't. I don't even care if he was doing it for the clout or for the for the engagement. It's just a bad look. <laughs> but yeah, um, so yeah, going back to the um, going back to the docu, it's pretty funny. I say, uh, it's it's great for all the reasons Stan mentioned. Um, great documentary is always a great documentary. Um, Trevor, it leans a little a little toward uh, lionizing WWE as a company, but also my favorite thing about these uh, WWE documentaries is that it's funny that. A lot of WWE documentaries are like a cottage industry of complaining about Vince's creative directions. <laughs> it's not, Cody is the, is not the is not the first nor the last person to be complaining about how uh, how Vince treated them, whether as an employee or as a wrestler, as a creative person. <laughs> Like I think Daniel Bryan complained about it in his own documentary about his WWE 24. Uh, Kofi Kingston, then I believe at one point, uh, Jumper John Moxley. Um, but yes, uh, Cody Rhodes um, is 
<laughs> is uh, no stranger to airing out his frustrations over the the kind of creative that was saddled with him. It's funny to say, uh, WWE, I think, so far, is the only company that allows people to complain about the boss while the boss is still around. <laughs> I don't know how that was like. Um, it's like uh, your company, Kanyada, you're at work, right? Your company creating uh, social media content including yourself that talks about you complaining about your boss while your boss can see the whole thing. And then you probably won't get punished because somehow you succeeded despite your boss. So that's crazy. And I don't know if you guys noticed it, but it's wild that people get to complain about Vince while Vince is still actively participating in the, in the, um, in the creative process. So, uh, my co-host ABL said that he wishes his documentary was four hours. I don't know what else you can fit to make it four hours. They were pretty comprehensive from the, the, the beginning of Cody's career to his latest uh, fail. I mean, the last failure he had in failing to beat uh, Roman Reigns. So it's pretty thorough and, you know, uh, a good use of your weekend if you have two hours to spare. Ikaw, Emil. Did he, uh, nga pala, Emil hasn't seen the documentary yet. Hasn't oh, had yeah, the time yeah, yeah. to actually get into it. Sorry, we were, sorry. We were setting Emil up. But yeah, yeah we totally yeah, yeah. forgot <laughs> na because Emil's been traveling around uh, this past yeah, weekend. Yeah. He actually hasn't uh, seen it. So Emil, uh, like the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast patrons uh, who are part of our very, very fun and supportive Discord community, you actually know where to find the documentary. So if you want to find the documentary along alongside Emil, go subscribe to patreon.com slash wrestling wrestling podcast for as low as $5 a month or about 260 to 270 pesos a month. All right. Um, let's go to our next pick of the week. And this is actually from Rowan. Tamaba? No, it's it's from Ro. It's yes. the MJF Adam Cole segment. Yes, from Dynamite. So uh, this has replaced Bloodline as my new favorite thing in wrestling. <laughs> so specifically, the uh, quote-unquote face turn, the MJF. I say I put that in air quotes because we don't know how long this will stick, right? So there's always a possibility of MJF, you know, returning to his comfort zone, deba, right? and yep. uh, being the heel again. Even though all signs apparently are pointing to Adam Cole being the heel, but in this segment, um. MJF, he touched on it before, but he fully explained uh, his ADHD, not ADD. ADD is a uh, outdated term for attention deficit hyperactivity disorder. And he explained the uh, side effect that we all have, which is rejection sensitivity dysphoria, not sensitive disorder, as he mentioned in the promo. So uh, if you guys have been following me on Instagram, on the Shang.daddy um Account on Instagram, you, you guys probably know that I've been posting a lot of ADHD content. That's because I got diagnosed a while back uh, with ADHD officially during the pandemic. And then the more I read about it online, the more it explained why I am the way I am. Most of you don't know. Some of you might know. But uh, it, it, you know, I fully leaned into it being the ADHD advocate because um, it, if it helped me, you know, figure out what was wrong with me and how I operated. And I, I just wanted it to um, help other people as well. So uh, Max just shot up the very top, the shot up the very top of my favorite wrestlers list because he became the ADHD advocate wrestler that I always wanted to be. But uh, it's great that he is doing it because he's like uh, the number one guy in the secondary promotion. So uh, it's great. Um, he fully leaned into it. He got the crowd to chant ADD, which is amazing. 
and uh, uh, this and other than that as well, um, he and Adam Cole solidified their friendship for now. So that's pretty. Yeah, cool let me well. ask you this, Ro. Oh, Anu oh. progressive. The crowd chanting, "He's gay, he's gay," or the crowd chanting, "Add." <laughs> oh, the the gay thing for sure. Because uh, gays, the LGBTs have long been more persecuted than people with uh, hyperactivity and <laughs> attention deficit. So, um, uh, Anthony Bowens is a bigger winner than that, than MJF. But that's pretty good. Um, but uh, that, uh, glad that you meant. I'm glad that you brought that up because uh, it. Pretty much uh, tells it should tell MJF that people were really just looking for a reason to cheer him, diba? Um, talagang nagahanap sila ng something to sink their teeth into. They really want MJF to be a cheerable guy, and I feel like um, when people are disappointed, whenever MJF goes back into his heelish ways, it's really because they are disappointed that MJF has once again denied them a reason to cheer him. Yes, I get that that's a heel, but there's a difference between you know doing heel stuff to get the crowd to boo you, and then doing heel stuff because you don't want to do things as a babyface. You say that's not your wheelhouse. But I think, and you know, I could be really worked here eventually. Uh, I think see MJF finally understands that this is how to be the guy that people like. This and not having to change into something that's completely defanged. Right? That's why he said that um, he's still a scumbag, but he's your he's our scumbag. Right? And uh, I, I think that's him finally getting it. And I really hope that he didn't have my heartbroken uh, sometime soon, eventually by the time, you know, all in comes around or after all in. Right? So all that is just really good. And um, you just really love to see something. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your Cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Actually developing for once, which is a lot more than you can say, I guess, for the Bloodline story, but we'll talk about that. <laughs> Uh, on Thursday. Um. Oh yeah. Uh, again, I'm just uh, I'm just happy with the way I did have my doubts uh, with DK and or especially MJF with you know triggering this space run. But like again, we're still having doubts here. But I am glad that we're finally seeing at least some character character development on MJF because people are re- get, like Rose said, they are waiting 
to cheer this guy. And we are seeing it week by week. He's getting over as a baby face. And sobrang relatable din niya as a baby face. Eh. And it's really fun to root for this guy. Again, <laughs> set up my doubts. But there's a there's a quote, no? Um, like, it doesn't matter if what happens is a destination as long as we're enjoying this journey so far of this really great story. And that's all I can say. Gusto ko yung pinahaba yung quote. Diba? The quote yeah. is, it's not about no. the, the destination, it's yeah. about the journey. You could have just said that. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, nalimutan ko yung first part of that quote. That's why I said, uh, said This is why you haven't been promoted, young buck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, MJF and Adam Cole, uh, we, we've talked about it actually last week pa lang eh, nung live stream. So this is us just really dissecting it. Um, hindi natin nabanggit nung live stream that meron mga nag-point out on Twitter na yung pag-hug ni Adam Cole kay MJF, there was that motion, yung parang yung fist nakaganon sa likod ni MJF, which people were drawing back to, I think, Kylo Reddy or Roderick Strong, the way he Roderick hugged him Strong, as well. Yeah. Sa NXT, di ba? Yeah, yeah, sa NXT, which signaled yung turn ni Adam Cole. So, dahil doon, kinumpare nila, hala, baka si Adam Cole nga talaga yung mag-turn against MJF. He should. He should. So, something to watch out he for. He should. Yeah. He should be the one. <laughs> my, my favorite part about the segment is not anything that MJF and Adam Cole did in the ring. It's Roderick Strong being a little bitch backstage. <laughs> <laughs> throwing shit around and then having the kingdom come up to him Roderick Strong. so that was my favorite part uh, to be fair uh, I don't know if you saw Rampage but they explained yeah. why they did that because uh, there's a beat that I either didn't know or totally forgot that um, the kingdom used to be Adam Cole's faction before he left to join the Bullet Club so that's why um, they inserted themselves in the story and I actually appreciate AEW for doing that because even though not everyone watches Rampage now there is a reason to because they did that and um, they didn't have to wait you know till next week to connect that particular dot even now uh, if you actually would watch the Kingdom's entrances their theme song is still a remix of Adam Cole's old orange theme song and their theme song so uh, that's uh, probably uh, an Easter egg for a lot of people to to follow on. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, yeah uh, the, the, the entire thing is actually a well-told story, and um, I I do appreciate where it's going. Now they're headed towards All In with Adam Cole and MJF going at it for the AEW World Championship. There's a bit of uneasy tension because you know they're after the same thing, but they're also acknowledging that we kind of like each other. We're we're friends. You know, support natin isa. So uh, let's see where this goes. They have about a uh, about a little less than a month. I don't think they're gonna screw it up, and as uh, as long as they keep. Uh, hitting the right check marks, I think we're going to be enjoying the rest of this story here with all of the parties involved. All right, uh, let's take a quick break. We'll get to the latter half of our picks of the week after this. But first, a quick word from our other podcasts right here on the Pod Network. All right, uh, we're back from that break. Uh, yeah, uh, you did not miss here. We are now under a group called the Pod Network. So uh, we're going to be explaining that, I guess, in the uh, in, in the next few weeks, uh, just to avoid any confusion or whatever. But, you know, just want to put the Pod Network over right now because they're doing a lot of really fun stuff. Uh, they've announced yung mga legacy shows, which we are, are actually a part of. Uh, you know, the first batch of legacy shows na nilagay nila on their Instagram. But uh, we did a shoot with them over the weekend. Even Emil and Rowan as ASH they got to be a part of that so uh from from the pod network so thank you so much to tpn 
All right, uh, let's get to our next pick here. It's the parking lot brawl from Rampage between the BCC and the best friends. And this is Emil's pick. All right, so this uh, happened on Rampage. And uh, not even kidding or over-exaggerating, this is probably the second most violent wrestling match I've seen. Um, only behind the uh, AR Fox versus uh, uh, Kill Shot match from Lucha Underground. So, um, but, but yeah, this is more of a fight <laughs> than a wrestling match. And honestly, I'm not a fan of the hardcore uh, style, but uh, this one blew me away with how violent both teams uh, got. We had screwdrivers, hood of a car, barricade. Um, and this reminds me so much of the c- cinematic matches nung pandemic. And um, I, in a way, I kind of miss seeing those. Uh, so I'm glad AW brought this this one back uh, for, for Rampage. And um, I like this one more than the first parking lot brawl. And, uh, and you know, this is my the holy bleep moment for me uh, when I saw Chuck Taylor siphoning gas with his mouth to, <laughs> to light up that barbed wire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, uh, you know, like... <laughs> Hey, yeah. hey, 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 hey. You, you know, you know why that got through? Because people had fire extinguishers at the at the venue. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> also, they were professionals and they had medics and everything was talked about. Like actual yes. professionals. <laughs> yes. And um but any 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 was violent. Any was violent. This or yung or yung visit ni uh in a Darby Allen Academy. As in, the, sorry, the, the, the Gage Academy, yeah. sorry. The Wayne Gage Academy. I'm sorry. What was that? What Buddy was Wayne. Buddy Wayne. Sorry, my bad, my bad. Yeah. Buddy Wayne Academy. Talaga, hindi pa violent para sa yung si Nick Gage, cheese grater yung ulo ni Chris Jericho. <laughs> That's not violent for you? Pizza no, I'm talking, about, I'm talking about recent stuff. I'm talking about recent oh, stuff <laughs> where, where a Swerve tried, Swerve tried to face ID and bloody face. <laughs> 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 Tapos yung tuliru na si Nick Wayne pero inalagay pa niya yung passcode niya. <laughs> Sorry, go on, Emil. Go ahead. No, I, I, just some final points here. And uh, I like how Blackpool Combat Club, when they were first introduced, it's like the, the this group of classical professional wrestlers. And now, turning heel, they, they are now turning to this uh, group that You'd see in Fight Club, it's violent, brutal, just wreaking havoc to everyone they faced. And even with the loss, I love that Best Friends got some TV time. I mean, they're one of the uh, OG tag teams in AEW, and um, they're th- they are a team who I think uh, who I think deserve some push down the line. So maybe they can this can kickstart that push. I don't know for a tag team title run. So, but yeah, this is a I recommend this to, if you haven't seen Rampage, please do see this one because. They really brought their A game. Yeah, uh, all things considered, our rampage was pretty good this week. I say they they brought in the Hardys, they brought in the the, the Young Bucks, then they brought in the BCC. So uh, it really wasn't uh, it were it was must watch because you don't get that kind of star power on rampage every week anymore. So that's pretty cool. Uh, it's also a fun match. Um, Parking lot brawls are always fun, and I always love it when Sue comes in to help the best friends. Uh, they didn't win. And this time, but uh, you know, uh, the the help was greatly appreciated, and I just hope Tony Khan got to replace Sue's minivan because hey, I was I was totally totaled by the end of the match. But yeah, um, 
hardcore matches like this are always fun to watch because uh, you you get to see the creativity uh among wrestlers when it comes to spots and i appreciate it even more because uh, you know compared to all the the hardcore stuff that we've seen over the weekend um a theme of you know cars and shit was a lot more enjoyable than um, random generic uh, hardcore matches. So uh, I enjoy this. And Shepard has, you know, a couple of my favorite wrestlers uh, right now. So please go catch that. Rampage, um, they're slowly building it back up then. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, last couple of points about uh, this this parking lot brawl. I appreciated them waiting to bring Wheeler Yuta in at the last minute para matempt si Chuck. Because Chuck Taylor had that barbed wire bat sabi ni Wheeler Yuta. Sige, hit me, hit me. Taman mo ako, diba? Uh, and and Chuck Taylor just refused, which allowed Claudio to have the opening to hit uh, Chuck Taylor and just drive him through. Yung uh, I, I believe it was like the hood of a car or whatever it was. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, that was uh, pretty cool. Now they were able to incorporate that, and then the entrance ni Sue and Orange Cassidy to save the day because now outnumber big yung best friends. That was also masterfully done. So uh, um, I I really appreciated how all of the players, including Sue, were worked into this parking lot brawl, and I think it clearly stands out from the one they did three years ago with the Proud and the Powerful. Like these are two very uh. different matches, and I really like that. Na pa- ni reference nila yon, but it was still a very different match. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Good job. Good choice. Uh, you got. You guys got anything else to add to this, Emil? Um, there was a moment na sobrang natakot ako for Sue when uh, Claudio pinalibutan siya. Ah, pinalibutan siya. That <laughs> <laughs> was, was so scary. White white mom in a in a in a dangerous neighborhood. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. That that was the point. Uh, nakalibutan ako sa but yeah, that was so terrifying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, so uh, before we move on to the next pick, I just wanted to say hey to Jed Davina, um, one of our uh, regular commenters over on the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast TikTok. I've also seen a few regular commenters tuning in. I, I don't know if you guys are tuning into the stream for the first time, but uh, welcome, welcome. Thank you for catching it live. We'll be doing it live on Thursday, uh, moving forward on TikTok as well. Uh, Mondays up in the air, you know, just, just you know, uh, ask for it and it will come. Uh, I want to answer Julian's question before we move on to the next pick. He's, he asked an unrelated question. Um, do you all think that wrestling is experiencing a new resurgence this year? I actually have a lot of thoughts about that over the weekend, um, from over the weekend, from the past week, and I will get to it more in depth on uh, the Thursday stream. So uh, not here because it's a bigger picture thing and Manami Ahong has been about that. So... Uh, yeah. Tune in for the Thursday stream, and you know we're doing it AEW style now, promoting ahead. So please, we'll see you there. Yeah. All right. Last couple of picks here because we do have a consensus pick that we'd like to show some love to. Uh, but first, let's get to Rowan's pick, which was Seth Rollins versus Finn Balor from SummerSlam, which was a really fun match. Uh, I, I had a lot of fun calling it. Uh, if if you were catching the Tagalog broadcast, which some of you have been doing on the WWE Network, ito sa Pinas. Um, sabi ni Rowan nung simula it didn't feel as exciting unlike the middle part and siya nagustuhan niya na yung emotions niya pinaglalaroan nung match uh, they teased the Balor victory and then there was the exchange of moves and the finisher spamming towards the end uh, like a lot of you he also wanted Finn to win only for Damian Priest to cash in neither thing happened uh, instead we got uh, a miscommunication between Damien Priest and Finn Balor and a Damien Priest really bro meme to go with it, which I think is not a bad consolation prize. So, you know, the internet wins because we get that uh, beautiful Damien Priest meme that everyone has been using since SummerSlam. 
uh, sabi rin ni Rowan na gusto niya na may drama within the Judgment Day which has been telegraphed na rin naman over the past month or two. And uh, the finish, sobrang gusto niya yung finish and he can't wait to see what happens next on Raw which is always a great thing to say out of the best, uh, out of the biggest match from your brand in an inter-brand premium live event. Yeah. Uh, it was pretty fun. Um, I I gotta say I put it on the highlights because it woke me up. Shabra was running uh, on a few hours of sleep, and we had to go in set up on at six a.m. And then even though I had two iced coffees, I I, I was feeling it. And then this match happened. It was really good. Um, I gotta agree with Rowan's assessment here. Um, they really did play with your emotions, and I thought it was gonna happen. But Shabra, uh, by the time the, the match ended, you uh, I knew no man that this is where it had to go because the story was gonna be about um. Uh, Finn and Damien, you know, uh, imploding their little corner on Judgment Day. Uh, sure, there are things that I could have done differently. You know, um, they could have done this after Finn won. Uh, Finn could have won and then Damien could have cashed in. Uh, you still get the, the glory of the win of the of, of Finn victory. I think at this point, um, uh, Seth Nguyen had kind of stayed his welcome. I don't know if he's overstated, but he has stayed it. And I think people were ready to uh, do a fi- to have a Finn reign. Uh, it's also because of the excellent storytelling that WWE has shown, which I will talk about then on Thursday because yeah, that's part of my big thoughts. But uh, really good stuff. Uh, they top their, um, I think they're top. They top their their Money in the Bank match mostly because they you know wanted to uh, have a better one. And I think it's the first time in a long time that another world championship match eclipsed whatever Roman Reigns was doing. Uh, I It was really safe to say that it was the match of the night for a lot of people, even though you didn't get the, the result that you wanted. So um, at least we got a good meme out of it. So yeah, uh, I really like this match. This is my match of the night for SummerSlam. Uh, yeah, as someone who was from the, who was was at the Skinny Mics, I, I can say that the crowd was fully behind Finn Balor. Oh yeah, uh, throughout uh-huh. the match, and yeah, it was. They were. It was. It they, they were singing. They were singing Seth's song, but they were also really, you know, yeah, uh, fully behind yeah, Finn, which Finn. goes to show you that the song is over and not really Seth. <laughs> and um, and uh, you know, I I like the the finish. Some people were really disappointed with the finish. Now, there wasn't even booze from from the people there. Like it was just silence. Like oh, like (laughs) (laughs) because they were really because uh, including me, a lot of a lot of people were really you know thinking that Finn was going to win this one, especially when Judgment Day uh, arrived at ringside. So, but yeah, results aside, it was a really great match, and probably this is the best match that I've seen from these two uh, in a lot of matches that they had before. Yeah, Uh, Seth versus Finn, uh, we know is a rivalry that always works. No, no, I was gonna say, I was gonna say really quickly. You, you point about the crowd, you know, sitting there, stunned, si- stunned in silence. Uh, the booze came at the main event, so <laughs> that's where they reserved yeah. their, uh, <laughs> their, their, their voices. So you know, you know, yeah, you uh, know, just to add to that, uh, the rivalry is tried and tested at this point. So alam naman natin what we're gonna get from Seth and Finn, and like all of you, even all uh, while calling the match, in expect ko na na pag nahit ni Finn yung coup de grace. He'll go for the cover, tapos na, and then maybe Damien cashes in. But uh, this was also after Io had cashed in on Bianca, who had just won her title. So I was like, eh, wrestling brain, di ba? Like, no, the, no, the same no, no, cash no. in can't happen twice in a row. 
Nauna yung money, yung ano, yung World Heavyweight Championship match. Oh, nga pala. Right, right, right. Uh second to the last pala si na Io. Yes. But yeah, uh that being said, yung inisip kong mangyayari kina Finn and Damian dapat nangyari nga with uh Bianca and Io. So there was no way that was going to happen uh two segments in a row, diba? Uh but that being said, um we can't really complain when we get a great main event uh like Seth versus Finn Balor at SummerSlam, one of the four main events that we called throughout that morning. All right, uh, let's get to our consensus pick of the week. And ito, ang bagto ni babyface producer Jasper who says in the comments <laughs> na hindi raw siya magre-recover from that Finn Balor loss. Hey, Wop, if you guys were at the party, uh, <laughs> if you guys were at the party and then uh, dun, you you should have said hi to babyface producer Jasper. He was there. Uh, if you're a fan of Siya us, you're also a fan of him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he, you know, uh, he's, he was there, finally supported us. For once, <laughs> thank you, baby, Mr. Jasper, for coming. Also, thank you to everyone who came. Uh, I've I've heard a couple of people who said they didn't say hi to us, to me, or you know the ASHs at the show at the party. So next time, please say hi. Uh, I got a few people thanking me. Even got one guy uh, asking me about an all-in party while we were peeing and holding our dicks. So way to make it awkward, dude. But you know, we'll think about it. And if you guys want an all-in watch party, let me know and we'll make it happen. But not in the uh, uh, if you if you want to show babyface producer Jasper some love, uh, let's start a GoFundMe so we can get him the Nike dunks na suot ni na Finn. How about that? Oh yeah. <laughs> That's how we show babyface producer Jasper Oy, some love. If you naka, guys can find that. Na. Oh, discount yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. as mahal as you think. Oh yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. You know, um, the, the wrestling fans are the ones snapping that up because it's black and purple. So not everyone fucks with black and purple as a colorway. So, uh, go to your nearest Nike store, Titan store. It's there. Uh, maybe I should have given Jasper like a cut of the of the gate, you know, but, uh, so we can get one. But yeah, people in the comments, kung love niyo yung mga effects namin dito sa wrestling wrestling podcast, the post prod work. You want to show babyface producer Jasper some love? Maybe you want to pull together something, and uh, we can get him those Nike yeah, yeah. dunks. All right. Um, our consensus pick going back to babyface producer Jasper is the moment that popped him the biggest at SummerSlam, and that was the Slim Jim SummerSlam Battle Royal. Na alam naman natin from the get go, magiging moment sa ni LA Knight, and true enough, nagiging moment nga ni LA Knight. And um, I would say that uh, in a show that had a lot of sad endings, this this is one of the uh, handful of happy moments that sent the uh, sent the people home happy, diba? So LA Wait, Knight I- getting that win was huge. Sorry. I, I got a question. Did did they show the Slim Jim commercial before that match anytime? Yeah, Meron. After. Uh, Meron. Meron. No, I, uh, I saw after, but before, before, before the match. Yeah. Meron. Okay. So, okay. Yes, I didn't yes. see that. So it wasn't, it was only until after I saw the commercial that it became clear to me. Yeah. See, LA Knight Mananado Dito. He's legit the endorser now. But, um, but, Shepard, to anyone who saw the commercial before that, I think it would it would have been played. Why would, why would, WWE have their Slim Jim endorser lose the Slim Jim match. <laughs> I just think that LA Knight is such a winner because the start of the year, yes, medyo nalampun yung uh, lights out match, but that was Mountain Dew sponsored and LA Knight was part of that. And then half a year later, he's part of another sponsored match on a premium live event, which he's the face of. So, you know, whatever happened at the start of the year doesn't really matter because LA Knight still wins because his bank account just got several digits uh, richer. Uh, the thing about this, I think, uh, I'm gonna get a little big picture here, even though we ser- we say that on Thursdays, but um, because LA Knight became a legit 
not just yung ano, not just yung branded segments on the show diba, that they put in on the broadcast, but he became the legit face of the commercial. So at this point, um, it shouldn't be something for the WWE to deny. Because uh, this guy was already um, chosen, handpicked by the by the by the client diba, to uh, be a face of their campaign. And if you're not gonna push that guy, you're gonna piss off the the people who are paying you and paying him to promote their product. Diba? So that's the way the industry works. So I think, and I I should hope that. You're, we're in line for a big, or you know, a big-ish push for for the man moving forward. Yeah, uh, you know, it, it it was just a great moment uh, to just get people all riled up in a positive way. I think, I say, you know, Triple H must have known now. Oh, this is going to be a very bad ending. People are going to get really, uh, really oh, upset. Yeah, yeah, uh, so yeah. Let's give them LA night in this spot, diba? So now looking back, okay, gets na natin bakit wala, wala yung Becky Trish. Gets na natin bakit LA night and yung Battle Royal part ng SummerSlam. It all makes sense, right? It's just, it's just funny <laughs> na uh, LA night, you know, as you mentioned, Kanina, LA night uh, got screwed over by one client and then Got redeemed by another client, so uh, I think um, may blueprint that in CWWE on how to approach their um, brand partnerships when it when um, actual uh, in ring action is involved. Yeah, sad lang na no na tayo with the potato corner match, and we never really got to follow <laughs> that follow up on that since. Emil, you missed out on that stuff. Like we actually had the oh, potato yeah, yeah. corner yeah, mascot, yeah, mascot spudster yeah. in a match. Yeah, I heard about this that. Was <laughs> You know, any thoughts on LA Knight and this huge moment at the uh, at the show? Um, this is probably again LA Knight is so over now. I noticed the skinny Mike's crowd. They said yeah from the beginning of the show, even until the main event. There were some people who were still screaming yeah randomly. So yeah, they still say yeah, and it has become that yeah has replaced. I think. Yes. Too sweet. No, just, no. It's it's yeah. now the too sweet of of this year. <laughs> yeah. Like it's it it has become the word of the year for wrestling. That uh, uh yeah, because everyone <laughs> it's easy to say and you know it's it's so catchy. Yeah. So our um, our in our awards yeah. for at the end of the year, it's gonna be down to yeah versus finish the story as the catchphrase of the year. So yeah. <laughs> 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 Yeah, I, I wouldn't complain with uh, those two as our candidates since we're eight months into 2023. So, yeah. Uh, see, Jasper, uh, he wants oh. to show love to Omos, who made a surprise appearance. So, I didn't know that babyface producer Jasper was an homosexual. <laughs> and then there was an homosexual chant at Skinny Mike. No, uh, Legit. speaking of, yeah, there oh, was. Uh, there speaking was. of Omos. I was talking to Roman like hours before, like when he arrived, no? And he. Oh, no, I manifested uh, like, yeah. Yes, he he said that oh, almost is gonna appear, and you know how does he? I don't know how he does it, but he just gets things some right sometimes. So I guess they're <laughs> in target <laughs> market now. Even so, man. I want to answer Bruce's question here because uh, uh, Stan brought it up in Ina. Um, yeah. What are your thoughts on Michael Cole saying that SummerSlam has four main events? It's also connected to what I will oh. talk about on Thursday. But the way things are going, uh, the way a lot of people are being pushed right now, the way Triple H is actually putting an effort to push a lot of people, at this point, every match is going to be a main event at some point. <laughs> yeah. 
I mean, that, uh, there's a reason why it's a premium live event. Like every <laughs> match at this point is kind of like a main event. Oh, and, yeah. Yeah. Ito pa, ito pa, Bruce, ha? Like if if you're gonna hate on Michael Cole saying SummerSlam is for a main event, eh, puto yun yung sabi sa kanya. Shempre eh. gagawin niya yung no, sinabi no. sa kanya, di ba? Um, In the same way na kami sinabihan din kami na, oh, apat yung main event. Sasabihin ko talaga yun. No, no, no. No, he, obviously he's talking about the whole idea and the marketing that there are there is more than one main event, which people are actually complaining about. I actually uh, tweeted at Wade Barrett some years ago, nung panahon pa ng NXT takeovers, and he was already there, di ba? He was already, I think it was what. Uh, Pandemic when he got yeah, brought yeah. in to Locked do takeovers. Back. And then that was the time it was still black and gold. Um, it was still Triple H's philosophy. Now you put on all his best matches on uh, on a takeover. And I told him, I I, I tweeted at Wade Barrett that um when one when all the matches are main event level, meaning to say that they get as much time as a main event, they get agented the same way as a main event. They are allowed to be, you know, to to work like the main event. Then eventually, nothing's going to be the main event. But uh, he told me, uh, he replied to me on Twitter saying that when each match keeps ramping it up in succession, eventually you will still have a main event, now, undisputedly a main event. So that's the philosophy they're going for. But uh, from a marketing standpoint, I get it then because you did... You are, or Triple H is curating his um, his premium live events to feature his very top stars, right? And uh, that's the reason why they say there is more than one main event. Because, you know, uh, <laughs> CM Punk got disrespected when he wasn't the official main event of a uh, WrestleMania, right? So that's uh, the no, that's WWE the... Championship. We have to add that because yeah. he's oh, yeah, yeah. that, that's from, the consolation. And yeah, yeah, there there is a lot of things uh there there are a lot of factors swirling around this current uh boom again uh we don't have time anymore but we'll talk i'll talk about that on thursday yeah yeah i'd love for us to get into that uh but we're about an hour into this surprise monday night live stream so it's time for us to wrap it up and go home uh and before we do that we just gotta say thank you to everyone who spent your monday night with us uh, we're, we're eating into MWF's time, so let's plug oh, yeah. MWF Action Novella <laughs> yeah. TV. Yeah, right. yes. It is happening oh. right now. Uh, yes. yeah. uh, airing na po ngayon sa Rock of Manila TV. Yes, you can also go. stream it on the Rock of Manila Facebook or YouTube channel. Go over there right now. Uh, it's part two of the introduction to MWF. So you get stuff like um, yung, mga, yung, yung three-way match nina Yapi, Jake De Leon, yeah, and Crystal really from Republica. You get the QC Scramble match. Uh, you get Ro and Sunny commentating over those huge moments. You get, get my return to yeah. Pinoy yeah. Wrestling. Uh, that's also happening. The reintroduction of the Ang Pao into the wrestling vernacular. All of that is part of the episode, which is happening right the F now. So go watch MWF Action Novella TV on Rock of Manila TV. Make sure to follow us, Wrestling Wrestling Podcast, on Facebook, Instagram, and Spotify. And on Twitter and TikTok, it's at Wrestling2XPod. Individually, you know where to find us at EML underscore Meister, at Roizwar, at Sheena Supersize, at Monday Night Rowan, and at underscore Stan C. Thank you very much to Babyface producer Jasper and everyone at the Pod Network for all of the work that they do for our show. And thank you to everyone who caught the show and this podcast. We'll catch you on Thursday at 7 p.m. for the live stream for our big thoughts from another week of wrestling. On behalf of Ro Moran and Emil ASH, my name is Stan C saying stay safe. Stay healthy and don't be a dick. Wrestling Wrestling Podcast out. Bye-bye. Peace.
The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia, the hosts of the program, or other programs of the network. Any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. <laughs> 